Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park All right, guys, today is an epic event. It's my first threesome. <laughs> my first menage a trois. Now, I never do this. Um, I have my new friends who I think are becoming my friends because I dig their energy. Uh, it's a throuple. Uh, I have my friend Jay Dyer, who I was hooked up with through my friend Allison who I started watching his videos years ago. And then his wife, Jamie Hanshaw. And then I started watching her videos. And I was going to do them one at a time, but they don't have that much time. And I'm like a little crazy. So I'm like, why don't we just all mash it together? Because I think you guys probably overlap in your beliefs and talks, although you go very deep. Now, before I let you guys talk, this is going to be... I had a, I had a, I had a, um, an epiphany the other night. I did a show with Jay and Jamie, right? So these guys have a, they're completely 100% do-it-yourself entrepreneur. They want to be in Legacy Hollywood. They have been. They're going to tell you a little bit of their backstory. But, you know, like me, I think it's dead. Every day shit's you know, the summer box office is taking a hit right now. It's going to be a realignment in Hollywood. And I'm, even if the darker stuff is true, then I'm, I, I had all these revelations this weekend. Like, if it is, I can't even go, I can't be in Hollywood. But these guys are 100%. If you're an artist and you want to do it yourself, this is your model. This is your model team. And we did an event. At an amazing place called the Valley Relics Museum. Jay put it together with his wife, Jamie. They had a five-hour event. Five hours. And they spoke for like an hour and a half each. They had guest speakers. And then I went on and did 20 minutes. And then I got to take 40 minutes of questions. I would have did two hours. And it was all like 100 people. And... It's amazing. Like I got a little bit, I got a little emo because it's like beautiful. The group they put together of like, I hate to say awake people and like truth seekers, but they were just people that were like-minded and people very much in the business that I'm not going to mention. And people that you bump into a Trader Joe's and you're like, okay, dude, I got it. Stop <laughs> asking me questions. There's a little bit of cray craze there, which we're going to have in every business and there's legit. Um, and then I saw people from my life I haven't seen for years. Jenny, what's up, Jenny? And um, as I was driving home, I was talking to Alyssa, and I was like, yeah, I, I got it. I got what my angle is now. 
I'm comedy, cons, and conspiracy. The three C's. Yes. Nice. And so I'm like, these are my angles. So uh, I want to do more show. I'm going to do con- like I did a club this weekend. We sold five out. We all sold out five shows. It was incredible. That was just comedy. I did cons the week before at Denver, and that was just cons and, and acting. And then I did their conspiracy event, which I want to talk about. Um, and it was also sold out. And it was three different verticals. Amazing. So we have to do more. Ladies and gentlemen, the the mastermind couple of Jay Dyer and Jamie Hanshaw. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Uh, first question, are we related? Because I have a Hanshaw cousins. Do you really? Yeah, from uh, Pennsylvania. We're from West Virginia. That's kind of close. And the dress doesn't tell me that. <laughs> what does it say? It says I churn butter, but I know why you wear this. Prairie Corps, this is what we're talking about. Why do morning. I wear it? Morning. I think you wear it because you're getting back into the holistic life of like puritanical goodness that is rare. <laughs> okay. Like that's the new bikini because the bikini is too much now. Yeah. It could be a deeper question. Well, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I've been researching fabrics. So, speaking of conspiracies, there's always different rabbit holes to go down, and there's infinite uh, branches off the tree, but um, the newest one that I picked up was that we need to be wearing natural fibers only. No polyester, no rayon, no weird uh, petroleum-based fabrics, so I'm trying to replace my wardrobe with cotton, linen, wool, bamboo. Bamboo. Yeah. I want to go deep, but I want to start slow for people. This is a baby red pill, which you can't say anymore, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So that's incredible, and I'm with you. So I want to pull that just a teeny bit so your face isn't so gotcha shadow. A teeny bit down. Teeny bit down. Yeah, there you go. Good. Yeah. So would you – so I did a podcast the other day with very famous people, and one of the people in in the podcast said, Jamie, would you consider yourself a conspiracy theorist? And I said, you know, I consider that like a new racist term. I think Mm -hmm. that should be treated like a racist term because the idea of being maligned because you have alternative thoughts that completely blast people's minds open is considered so conspiratorial is really, it's completely dismissive. And why I want to have you guys on, obviously, is because you guys can talk about things in such a clear way, a specific way. Now, you get you get a little heady, so I think we got to baby spoon people. But if you want to talk about, I don't want to say conspiracy because it's not, because the most conspiracies are becoming conspiracy fact. These are the two, I didn't even plan anything because I know where I want to start and they're just going to lead us down. I would, I don't want to say rabbit holes, but they're very clear, concise rabbit holes. And Jay has introduced me to CIA and, you know, MK Ultra, which are now considered, you know, kindergarten compared to what we're talking about. But it's like, you know, so many people don't even know what that is. And then Jamie introduced me to really... How I know Hollywood started and really what the symbolism is behind it and how I literally live kind of in the middle of Babylon. Mm -hmm. And like right around here is loaded with it. So 
I'm going to ask you some questions. We'll go slow. So you, you're an actor, Jay, and a comedian. Is that how you started? I wanted to be that. Uh, and then I went the route of philosophy and academia. And then I was like, this is not that much fun. I had, Put uh, that near your I had mouth. essentially uh, sort of woke professors trying to kind of ruin my life. So I just left academia and uh, went straight. Yeah, get that in your mouth. Right there. <laughs> With that right there. Yes. These are getting dirty. Quick. We just started. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to uh, be in that world, I guess, back then in the 90s. But then yes, I went I went academic, and then I decided to um, focus on that and to write books and then inadvertently kind of. You've written multiple back. books. Yeah, we're two Hollywood books, Symbolism uh, in Film. History of Hollywood, CIA, all that stuff that you were talking about. Where did you go to school? It's a university in Kentucky. It's called Murray State. I heard of Murray State. They really? had they went to the six sweet sixteen, I think. Yes, they, they yeah. have. They have. Yes. That's how I know him from okay. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Now and Jamie, and then I'm going to ask you something simple, and then get into it. You were an actress, right? Um, not really. I you rolled in circles. I took musical theater at college. That was my major. With that dress. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I was always interested in movies. I was a tour guide in Los Angeles in, mm. in my 20s, um, a tour guide for Disney. Makes complete sense. So I was the one at the front of the coach uh, telling you, if you look out your right, you will see the Citadel, which was based on the uh, ancient ziggurat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is why she's brilliant, because she can tour guide us. Yeah. Now, wait, just to start before I get into it, I don't, I'm not have a sponsor or whatever, and I have this water, all right? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble, but there's a lot of rabbit holes now with this water. And it is a good tasting water. But there might be reasons. So you just hit me to something. So explain what they do with this water. So I watched a video, and it was about how they do satanic rituals in the warehouse of the Liquid Death Water Company. You can look this up on YouTube. I'm not exactly what it's called, but it, it's really lame. It's like one or two people. It's not a whole group of like eyes wide shut doing crazy, you know, uh, mansion parties. But it, it, there is somebody in the warehouse who, you know, does a prayer to Satan over the liquid death water. And As he, a joke? No. As a. It a looks like a joke. Which you have to do. It, yeah. But um, you just made me think of like. Food is a weapons system, like fast food, uh, all of these um, brands, Monster Energy. A little closer if you want to bring that up. Um, Sorry. Bring that up a little bit. Can you hear me now better? Yeah, a little bit. Can you so hear? you made me think of uh, Monster Energy. and Well, I know all about that. They rock star. So a lot of the symbolism on these cans actually is uh, black magic. Yes, now that's already too much for people. So you got it. We got to talk baby okay. steps. But yes, there is. So let's start slow here. Um, Based in bamboo pilled. Yeah. Yes. 100% cotton. Cotton pilled. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's what I want to say. So let's let's start simply. So let's just start really simply. What's happening? I do a video about it about the sound of freedom. Now, The Sound of Freedom is an amazing Hollywood story. I have not seen the movie. 
I'm going to. Uh, it's everything a movie should be. It's about a real subject based on a real person doing literally God's work. Like, it's not a Christian movie. It's a human spirit, like, be a wonderful hero person, okay? And it's about the most horrific things about human trafficking and especially children, okay? Now, it comes on on the 4th of July, makes $18 million on a Tuesday, which movies don't come out. It has now gone on to make $55 million. It costs like 20 Okay, Cavizio again is playing an archetype of goodness. He is the bravest fucking person in Hollywood. Definitely the bravest actor. And the mainstream media is not only ignoring it, they're maligning it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go off on that later. So to me, that says one thing and one thing only. That they're onto something. Uh, well, a hundred percent. Yeah. Rolling Stone. This is, and so I had, I, I, uh, so I had this epiphany, and, and and it's that I was walking down. I was with my Kyle the other night. We're walking from our gig, and I'm like, bro, the sound of freedom is coming up so much on social media, and it's not. I'm not even looking for it. And in spite of all the stuff, being maligned. I said, the guy, the genie's out of the bottle. The geyser's too big. And I go, if, if this sickness and this pure evil is as true as this movie is stating, because I know there is truth to it, but if it, all of the darkest, what people consider craziest conspiracies, if they are true, I said, you may, you will never see me in another Hollywood production. I I will I I won't. I can't. I couldn't I can't be a part of it. I will be so beyond disgustingly devastated. And I said all I will do is travel the world and try to fucking talk about it and be truthful and like be a comedian and and talk about it cuz because even me 35 years in the game, 34. And you know, this stuff that they're saying, and we all know, you know, we can hint at it without the way. But I feel there's a real hunger for it. I feel there's a real hunger for the truth. I, I don't even like escapism. That's why I think movies aren't working right now because people are tired of escaping. They The real entertainment is getting the truth. So... In a simple way, your take on why they're not talking about it, and then we'll go into baby steps. Jay, you can. Start. So it's cover for what's really going on. I mean, they, they are tying it intentionally to a fake conspiracy, the Q stuff, and saying that oh, if you at all question this, then it's because, or if you believe this, watch this movie because it's QAnon. It has nothing to do with QAnon. I mean, there's multiple cases of this that have already broken, like in the last thirty years. There was the Franklin cover up. Mm-hmm. Um, there the was Franklin cover up for bait. People that don't know, just give a so this, simple. This, this was a uh, big scandal in Nebraska that involved uh, Boys Town, the Catholic uh, entity that the Bush White House was bringing in call boys. Basically, it came out like in the early eighties of the Bush White House. 
Um, there was the Finders, which was a CIA-run cult that was uh, basically trafficking kids. That came out in the 80s, early 90s. Uh, it was just declassified a few years ago. Um, so, you know, there's Jeff Stein McAfee, right? <laughs> there's, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, perfect. Yeah, right. So Perfect. Like, everybody knows about this, and it's all out there. But it's like, oh, no, if you talk about it, even though it's all public in all these cases, you're a crazy conspiracy, not part of QAnon. QAnon was a, a fake conspiracy anyway, so. Jamie? Well, they're doing exactly what you said. They're dismissing it by calling it conspiracy. And anybody who, uh, but you just said it's a true story. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what he does so well is he lectures through the globalist books. And so they're not like woo-woo conspiracy tying weird threads together that don't belong. They're written by uh very famous people who create these think tanks and that are in charge, you know, um, who's that Klaus Schwab? Yeah, we've and done Klaus's book. We've been, we've done Zbigniew We've done David Rockefeller. We've done them all. Like I've lectured through, I don't know, probably 40, 40 or 50 of these books mm-hmm. yeah. by the elite. So, okay. So you, you hit me to, I did your pod. I'm start with you, Jamie. And, and we were talking about Hollywood, and I know how it started. It's you know, with I you know, I did a whole video about Empire Their Own, and it's basically Hollywood started by five Jewish fur traders, which became like Carl Lemley and the Warner Brothers and stuff. And you went much deeper than I did, and you talked about how it's based on Babylonian principles. So I wanted you to talk about what Babylon, what Babylon was, and actually how the most recent movie, Babylon, was kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what you're seeing when you watch a movie is the culmination of history in that plays and the origin of drama and theater were um, started by mystery schools who were trying to invoke gods and goddesses into themselves. like Original plays. Yeah. You're saying like being on a stage in the ancient times. Right. Okay. Well, for instance, okay, the, the very first city um, in Mesopotamia, Aruk, had a goddess named Inanna, and her priestess would have to have a public sex ritual with the king who represented Demuzi, another god of vegetation. And this was the... Um, public the, sex ritual? Yeah. Okay. It was the sacred marriage of Inanna and Demuzi, and everybody was invited to watch this and partake in the feast and revelry. And so it was like a, a festival, a New Year's festival. Okay. Where these two people would have sex. Yeah. Publicly. Yes. Got it. And so this is what's going on in the very first times. And uh, this became um, more mystery school. So as goddess, goddesses and gods were added to the pantheon, you would have your certain cults. So each city would be devoted to a different god or goddess. And these cults became... Um, well, the priesthoods of them became what's called mystery schools. Mm-hmm. So um, there in Greece, there was the Eleusinian mysteries. There was Pythagorean mysteries. There mm-hmm. was Dionysus mysteries. So uh, Did you say Demuzi? Demuzi, yeah. I'm still tripping on that. It sounds like a mumble rapper. Like Lil, or, d- Lil Demuzi. <laughs> or Tammuz. Like, uh, in the Bible, when they say, don't, don't weep for Tammuz. So that's a pagan. Lil Tammuz. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mumble rap. Don't weep for Lil Tammuz. Um because he was a vegetation god, so he died and I came see. back again uh, the next day. So, so. Uh, Persephone and Ceres, that's another uh, mystery school. 
Got it. Now you're getting really too smart too quickly. Sorry. Let's go. I'm going to comment on as you say stuff, though. Okay. Because there's this woman that I kind of might interview. She doesn't know it yet, but I've her talks came up a lot. And it's kind of fascinating. I want to get your take on that, and then I want to go into the Babylon of Hollywood. She's a, um, she practices sex magic. Mm-hmm. So who is the authority on that, you or her? Sting. Uh, well she this this is is everything that was in my talk at our show okay so let me hear because she basically says this she she does i'm i'm gonna maybe have her on but she basically has these like group zooms and i don't know what people do and she's it's on zoom it's not in person i don't know maybe it is (laughs) and it's basically like hey whatever whatever sex magic is i don't know Basically, that's a power to it that you can get things. Yeah. Well, explain that to the uh, average listener here. Well, I just I do another short talk um, at some live events about witchcraft and um, what I've learned. I mean, we've studied what Kabbalah, Hermetics, um, Thelema, Oto, yeah. Rosicrucian. Any kind of mysticism. Yeah, I know. Thirty-two flavors of all those. Yeah, I've been to more Masonic temples than most Masons. Yeah. Um. So what I have boiled down and crystallized into something easy to understand is all magic is inherently sexual. You can put all the trappings around it that you want. You can put all of the spells and the calling on the angels and uh, enacting your true will on the planet, but. all of these things boils down to sex magic. And what does that mean? So the generative principle, right? That's kind of all the ancient pagan religions all really focus their worship on the generative principle, the principle that gives life. So the idea then is that, well, the phallus and the vagina become kind of the preeminent divine symbols. And so all of the ancient pagan religions pretty much have that as their uh, dogma, I guess you could say. And in modern times, Crowley is really the main figure of popularizing sex magic. And so the idea is that you can uh, focus your intention and your will in the sexual act to channel that orgasmic energy, right, to uh, achieve whatever effects you want. So, it's like, so let's keep it simple. I want a Prius. You better get to humping, right? Or I'm going to hump my way to a, Prius. to a Prius. <laughs> or you could just do it by yourself and think of a Prius. I like that you didn't go for Mercedes. No, I kept it like, simple. I'm not going to hump that far. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a partner for a Prius. You do it by yourself. <laughs> so you're be saying, alone for that. <laughs> so I make sure my genitalia is up to snuff, <laughs> and they take a picture of a Prius. <laughs> yes. This, but this be, is, yeah. this is yeah. generally what you're saying. This yeah. is a real yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is what we talk about, um, I think, maybe like Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z. Jesus! Go ahead. I'm going to have to edit that, girl. Oh. So some (laughs) artists in the industry. There you go. (laughs) We have identified through signs and symbols um, that they are probably doing these uh, OTO rituals and they embody They're what? Rituals? Go slow. OT. O-T-O, Odo, Ordo Templi Orientis. All right. Now you're going to get into, you're my, okay. much too Berkeley. Let's dumb it down. Sorry. Dumb it down. It's a sex magic club that was started by Alistair Coley. Um, a lot of famous people are in it, including um, L. Ron Hubbard of Scientology. Yeah, that's going to get me in trouble. Go ahead. But I got it. Um, I've heard this. I've heard that those two things aren't that far Just say some away. of the cults and the famous people. Some of the cults okay. and the famous. You could say it and I'll bleep it. Okay. <laughs> 
Elron. I know. I basically heard that Alistair was the this guy, and one of his people was Elron, and mm-hmm. then Elron. That's what I've heard this, and people people think Scientology is one thing, but it's got its hands in Satanism. Uh, his son Elron Jr. Mm-hmm. gave a interview to Penthouse Magazine in like 1984, saying that Scientology is black magic done over a long period of time. Meaning. Uh, meaning they just, they, they took the principles and applied them in like a, a confessor, confessee, like, cause you have to confess to your handler type of person, you know, mm-hmm. your, to so, be clear and all that. Okay. So let's keep it simple. You can say whatever you want. I'll, I'll work around it. Don't be scared. Okay. Um, so sex magic is real, meaning... Okay, is it evil or can it be good? Well, sex in itself is not evil. It's a sacrament. Okay. We would say, yeah, we, we think it's a sacrament, yeah. yeah. But is it's it... It's a holy thing. So can it be holy with three people and a bottle of Cuervo? No. <laughs> so how we describe it is... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sex is like a fire, and you want to keep it in the fireplace. So what is the whole essence of sex? What is the whole reason it exists? Mystical union and procreation, right? Right. When we took um, our marriage counseling in the Orthodox Church, he explained all of this. The purpose of sex is to pair bond you so that you uh, stay together and live chastely just with each other, one partner, um, man and woman, and it's for the purpose of staying together. Right. I didn't agree to that, but we talked about doing that. <laughs> Just, joking. Just joking. So wait a minute. So having an open marriage would be considered not using sex properly. No. Um, ha- okay, for, for either partner. Right. So would you say that the world is um, oversaturated in evil sex? Yes. I agree. The world is a vampire. Yeah. Jay's going to do jokes. We're deep in this. (laughs) I'll do the goddamn jokes. (laughs) Let's be fun. He's a, no, go ahead. They've taken something. This is what black magic does is they take something holy and they invert it. That's why a pentagram upright can uh, stand for uh, good things, good good principles. And, um, but when you turn it upside down, it inverts the entire purpose of everything. Okay. Yes, I tell people this, and I've hipped some people in the game who I'm not going to name, unlike you, dropping every goddamn name. And they, I would love your take on them because they're being red-pilled every time I talk with them. And 
how I see the babies and from learn from you guys and other people like these symbols are everywhere. And if yeah. you believe in karmic uh, retribution and the revelation of the process, all these simple things, it's, I just tell people it's like vampire can't come in unless you invite it. And if you don't even realize you invited it, once you did, you're done. And, you know, so um, this is a deeper conversation. I wasn't even planning on getting to, but I'm going to go with it. So I'm scared to go here. Because you said between a man and a woman. But there are gay couples. Are you not open to that? You're not. Well, we would say that... Because I that, I don't think that's... I think that gay people, they have to have their rights. Well, I would say it's not really an issue of rights. It's just that we would say that there's certain ways that people live that are not the most healthy. So... <sighs> There's I'm going to have to edit that out. Okay. You you, you ba but you're basically saying two people that are the same sex aren't healthy if they're in love, if they're with each other. That's not going to go very good. Well, uh, I mean, we love those people, but there's certain things that, you know, we don't agree with that. You don't so, agree with yeah. that. Do you have gay friends who are gay gay couples? Um, I know gay people. Do gay people come to your shows? Yeah. Sure. And do you tell them your beliefs? They already know. I mean, not unless somebody's kind of asks or you know wants to have a, have that conversation. But I'm not typically a preachy kind of dude. Like I, I just present. Do you think they'd be friends with you if they knew your beliefs? I think a lot of people know kind of you know our stances on stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because I think you're both very good people, and people could take that and run with that. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I basically you're just saying you're very traditionalist. Yeah. But you would still have you still have friends sure. who are gay couples. Well, we I mean it's our job to be friendly and loving to everyone. Okay. So we're not like, you know, what's that weird uh Fred Phelps like the Westboro Baptist Church. What I think I think that's like a fed thing, you know what I'm talking about? Like how they they're provocateuring. They're always attacking people. You know what I'm talking about? The Westboro Baptist The guy that's like, Let me tell you yeah, yeah, in yeah. this damn tube, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think that's... Well, what I'm saying is if you're having a dinner party and there's two men and they're doing... They're not doing the man and the woman. They're you, they're doing... They're having sex with each other. At the dinner party? Yes. <laughs> no. But they're going to stay... Would you let them stay at your house as a gay couple? They're welcome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Uh, and you're not going to condemn these them. Are, these are odd moral questions I've never encountered. I know because I'm telling you, if we're going to talk about it, which I wasn't planning to, you got to take a stance because you can't, you can't, you know, you got to let. That's a big hug. There's so hug. much. There's so much. I feel like uh, it's our job to, to, to fight them. And, oh, and God. I'm just joking. Dude. Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. Joke. Don't. No. It's a joke. <laughs> but those acts are in these sex magic cults as different degrees so you right. i know so i know degrees. what you're saying you're yeah. saying that butt sex between a man and a man and a man and a woman uh -huh. is considered some sort of sex magic yeah in the rituals yeah but can't i understand what you're saying but can't that be separated from just two people that love each other and then other people that are doing it for a ritualistic purpose or no it would be eye. different i mean it's, yeah it's not the same it's a dicey one. I don't know if I can keep any of that because I, I don't want That's people fine. to come yeah. for us. But let's just stay on the sex magic for a second. Well, this, okay, so this is what my talk is about. Like, why is um, androgyny so popular right mm. now? Why is it the most um, talked about issue? 
I have a, can I comment? Mm -hmm. Can I kick a guess? Mm -hmm. Because I do believe in inversion as above, so below. Totally true. Um, in my opinion. Because Baphomet-esque. So it's... There's Ball, there's Baphomet, and then there's like the, they're the side guys to the, you know, big guy. Basically, it's kind of like do what thou wilt. Uh, no judgments, and that allows you to do things that are bad. But you're like, hey, kind of in well, that wheelhouse? Yeah, the, the rule, the, their view of that is... I'm going to need another devil water the, soon. <laughs> the... Uh, Law uh, of the the will over anybody else's will, right? So, like, your will over any other will. So, love under will, not will submits to love. And they don't really think of it in terms of good and bad. That's what the checkerboard floor represents yeah, in the yeah. Masonic Temple, is that the magician transcends good and evil, and your will is above. Those are technologies. Those are mundane ideas. Say that in the simplest way, guys. Instead of good and So, evil. first of all, just let me ed educate everybody. The checkerboard thing, if you just see black and white checkerboard, it's everywhere. And these guys are the first to hit me to this through their videos without them even knowing me. Is a symbol of what? Go ahead. Good and evil. Uh -huh. Day, night. Right, so. Salt and pepper. Polar, yeah. Salt and pepper. <laughs> As a, you know, it's one and the other. It's yin-yang. Yeah. Right, and, and so the magician stands above those, right? Because he's standing on the checkerboard floor, so he's above black or white. The magician is who? A mason. Anybody standing on that okay. ritual floor, and so he's standing that, and he's above that, right? Mm -hmm. So he's not bound by good or evil. They're technology. They're chess pieces that the magician can use. That okay, kind of. So like. Rather than being bound by moral good or moral evil that I should avoid, I might use good and evil to my own benefit as a magician. They're tools. Yes. So Bad guy, good guy, you can be either one. So do what thou wilt. Yeah. He's saying, so the magician is standing there in the simplest terms. He has these tools and his philosophy is do what thou wilt. Mm -hmm. So if you want to... Do A or B, and in society, they might be looked upon as two different things, but right. no judgments over here. Right. So why is why is that the philosophy? What does that bring you? Well, because you're the the magus. You're the one who controls and sets you you set the agenda, mm -hmm. right? Well, we got we've all got good and evil inside of us, you know, you know. Dude, you got it. You're doing bits in the middle of something very serious. <laughs> That's how I, I mean, my whole talk is like that. No, so but get to it. What do you mean? I'm, I'm, do, I'm saying like the Jordan Peterson, like that's what he's, he has this. Oh, that was a Jordan? Yeah. I thought that well, was Kermit the Frog. No, well, maybe, maybe both. Who knows? You know, that's what it's a ball about. So wait, so. Okay. You're an impressionist. Yeah, I can do I've it. watched all your shows. I've, I've watched everything. Kermit the Frog. It sounded more like Kermit than it did Jordan. Oh, Jordan, okay. I'd have to work on that. But that's, all right. So, but we're. So like, what Jordan This Peterson guy took an animal and he's already all over the place. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So wait, so you got this person who's you guys call the magician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he has the floor. 
and then the floor. And he's on standing on that thing. And the floor is good. And he transcends. Each, good. Yeah, he's yes. above it, right? So what does that mean that he uses it for? What that means, whatever he wants, if he gets that by being a good guy, he'll do that, and that's good. But if he wants something and he can get it by being a bad guy, good and evil are it relative. Doesn't matter. So the g- perfect way to yeah. say that: good and evil are relative, and what you just said is perfect. So basically, the the outcome of the goal he wants is the goal. Yes. And, and how justify it, the means? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So it's that, and that's a rule in Satanism, or basically all magic. Yeah. Really. Um. So. It's not necessarily Satanism that we're always talking about because there's so many branches that we cover, you know, Masonry, Rosicrucian, Kabbalah, Hermetic, uh, Voodoo. Go back to Androgyny. I'm sorry. Uh Why that's so popular. You don't want to. You're going to get mad. (laughs) Well, Uh, the idea is that the way that we are as human beings needs to be transcended. Right, so mm-hmm. we need to be some kind of new thing that's no longer guy, girl. You know, we need to we need to become a transhumanist blob, new thing that is no prior thing. In Luciferianism, Lucifer is an androgynous. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 doing it with everybody. So, um, what I talk about in my talk is the uh, first goddesses were also androgynous: Inanna, Ishtar, and they were. Actual real people? Depends on if you believe in ancient aliens or not, or if you subscribe to Genesis 6, so it talks about, you know, the Nephilim and the mixing of fallen angels and people to create these giants. So this is kind of what we would say would be, like, the first gods, the the Anunnaki, ancient aliens. So let's, okay, so if... That's why I like to say focus. (laughs) So if... I should have done one at a time. So if... First of all, this whole thing is happening right now. I don't know if it's happening more than ever. I don't know if we're seeing it because we can, but I do feel that's like this thing that is couched in love and acceptance is low-key Zodom and Gomorrah. And I'm sorry. I have to say this in the correct way so you don't get offended to people out there, but it's, it's like, hey... Here's where we're love and accept, but why are you judging me? So it it, it the the goalposts are being pushed farther and farther away. We all agree on that. And do you think that this is happening more than ever? Mm-hmm. Even though it's been happening forever, sure. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing it more, or is it more than ever? No, it's an intentional. Have you heard of Tavistock Institute? I have. Yeah, that's intentionally who's kind of the mastermind of a lot of this on purpose. So more than ever. There's also a 1960s Rockefeller document called the Jaffe Memo. Mm -hmm. And it describes the promotion of pretty much everything that you could think of outside of the, quote, traditional norm, not because of anything to do with human rights or freedom, but for social control. So the long-term goal isn't about human rights and, and all that. It uses that terminology but the end goal is something much weirder and worse, which is transhumanism. So you have to have all this stuff first before you can have the idea that we'll transcend our human nature and we'll become some sort of, you know, semi-robot. Well, why do we need to do all this to get to that? 
Because because transhumanism is kind of here. Right, right. Well, because it, it takes phases of kind of training through social engineering to get people warmed up to that stuff. But and why throw Satan in? Well, two different ways you could view that. You could view it like it's Satanism is like a, a tool that the elite use as one of the cults that's part of the overall cult structure that they control. Or you could say that there's an actual entity called Satan who's kind of like in the spiritual realm, kind of above the whole conspiracy, right? You've heard of, you know, Dave Icke, right? Of course. <laughs> the Cheetah Ori. He talks about the Cheetah Ori. Yes, right? the legend. So, so the Archons, right? What he's talking about, That's you could say, well, that's kind of like what Satan is, you could say, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's get, see, it's, we're getting all over the place. That's why I like to stick one Well, you thing. said, why Satan? So I'm saying. Well, like, what, what I'm saying is, Without all this other stuff, let's just keep it simple. We're on our computers. We're on our phones. We got the goggles. <laughs> Neuralink is next. I don't know why we have to have androgyny before we get to Neuralink. Well, but be, I agree with you. Because, this is a great point, um, they were saying at Bilderberg a few years ago that they would promote body mod stuff and wearable tech. Body mod, yeah. let's be really specific. Body all modification. Forms, all forms. Is that body modification? All forms of it, yeah. All right. And so then it, be, it, it would be integrated explain with. Explain this shit. These aren't fucking, it's not Sam Tripoli out here. <laughs> I mean, let's, let, so body modification. Do you want me to start? I can talk like Sam Tripoli. No, I just <laughs> want to. Stop doing impressions. Um, right. So body modification ties into preparing us for, they said at Bilderberg. The former head of uh, Google, Regina Dugan, she said that it would be to get people to take microchips and nanotech and all that stuff down the road. And that's... The so point. a piercing, so just so I can dumb it down, in your nose and a tattoo on your neck is a baby step to the next shit. From their vantage point. I'm not saying that you're bad if you have a... You know, yes. That, that's not the point. But from their vantage point, it was like, let's push this in the culture to get people ready to basically have the tech in them. If that makes sense. Because they also yeah. want to get people um, trying to splice their DNA with animals. I saw that. Yeah. No, like Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Why do they want that? And you saw the monkey thing, right? They just had the monkey human embryo. Because anything that goes against God, it's the inversion of something pure that was created. Um, so what we talk about sometimes is the movie 2001 and that big black monolith and that represents the um insertion of technology to make a like a quantum leap forward in evolution it's a great take according to them and this uh is going to happen whether we want it to or not so explain that a little bit more so the the black monolith represents like um the the weapon do you remember when it comes down and they learn how to in all uh, phases the tools the technology yeah, yeah. so um from my, bone to space right in my talk i talk about how stanley kubrick wanted um to project images onto the black monolith to show you that this was um the movie screen so it's a occulted idea that the you know the black mirror or the black rectangle is actually the black movie screen okay which comes to facilitate another uh leap in evolution which uh, not everybody is going to partake of 
So the elite want to go into space. They want to download themselves into non-carbon-based containers, they say. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but on the road to that, we're going to have to do, like, gene splicing and have, like, part man, part dolphin. I mean, kids are already identifying as animals. 100%. Right? But why do we need... Because you, you said a lot of things there, and I'm trying to keep it simple. So you say it goes against God. Why do you, and if you believe in God or a higher power or whatever, why do you need to splice a human with an animal to get to this technology? Because that is like the um, the beginning of Genesis when they were splicing. They were creating human fallen angel hybrids. Well, I would say that it's kind of like splitting the atom, you know, at the Trinity site where they, you know, set off those bombs. I mean, it's kind of a ritual action. So it's like to divide is kind of like you think back to ancient sacrifices. You divide the sacrifice. They split the atom to release the energy. And I think that these kinds of actions that are um, going against what's kind of in nature to blend things that probably shouldn't be blended. Right, and it's an action of of going against what's in the created order to create something new, like a magical purpose. Does that make sense? It's an act of defiance. Yeah, it's an act of defiance that that releases energy. An act of defiance to who in front in, in God's face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the great creator, or whatever yeah, you believe. Yeah. Yeah. And by doing that, what do they get? They think it's the great work. Right, all of these actions contribute to the great work, which is taking man to become God basically okay let me that's get, transhumanism let me get my devil water one second <laughs> you guys need anything no are you okay mm-hmm. yeah i don't want you to be uh... i said i named names i don't want you to be freaked out but you have to understand if the way to, the way to explain things is what i'm People love me, so it's simple. Like, yeah. yeah, and you know because people can take things out of context. So I want to make you sure. palpable for everybody, but also, um, and I love your impressions. But like, I'm so into the knowledge. Like, I Is just it do distracting. That. Well, I just do that for a living. So it's like You're just sick like, of that. Yeah. Well, no, it's like you know what I mean. It's like no. at MIT, and some guys teaching you how to fucking like you know do nanotech, and he's like, <laughs> like let's just. This so wait, yeah, but that's just the real me is like I like because if if I stay too dark on this kind of stuff, you know, it's like yeah, you, if you just really talk about it. this dark stuff. It's you have to kind of be ridiculous at times. You'll go nuts. I agree. So <sighs> there's so much here. So I just want to stay so simple. Okay, this term elites are used all the time. Who? So would you agree that 150 people rule the world? There's a great book. There's 300. John, so is that Doc, what? So Dr. Three, Dr. John Coleman's book, Committee of 300, is really good on this topic, yeah. So 150 to 300. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So would you say, let's just say Jeff Bezos is one of those people? He's probably up there. Okay. So these elites, they get together. And they have this plan. And they want to live forever, which I don't want to die. But they actually have inside information that they can. 
I don't think they actually can, but they think that they'll be able to. But you kind of can. Forever? Well, with what they're talking about with aging and with life extension and what your wife was saying about downloaded into these, you know, carbon, non-carbonless, kind of happening. And cryotherapy, they're being frozen. I mean. So you're saying like vanilla sky level. I never saw that movie, but what I'm trying to tell you is there's definitely, I I think we're five years away from really extending life very long. Life extension, yeah, but I mean. So if all you have to do is get to the bridge, right? That's but what they, they that's what Homeboy want, says from Google. They do want the immortality without God. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they'll actually achieve immortality, but I think it's a belief. It's already happening. Aubrey de Grey, he talks about it all the time. Do you know that? Well, yeah. Okay. So they're talking about Kurzweil says yeah. by twenty thirty, we're already ahead of schedule. So if you're transhuman, you can live for a long time. Well, he projects that by 20, 30, 50, that'll be happening. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen because he projects it. He also points out the problems in it. He's like, we can't really download your mind into a computer because your brain is situated for, like, your limbs, right? Yeah. have motor capacity. So it wouldn't really work for your brain or your mind to be in a computer because it's not made, it's made for motor functions and having, you know, a body. So he actually says if we're going to do it, you need to make the body somehow live forever. So, but he's saying that, you know, that's a long way away, but I'm skeptical of a lot of the claims of transhumanists. So transhumanism, Satanism or whatever, sex magic... Hollywood, <laughs> DC, it's all kind of tied together. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you something simple. And let's just, I'm going to try to stay focused because we've got so many things. Was Hollywood created by accident or on purpose with an agenda? That's the first question. I think pretty early they knew the camera would have the power to change society on a map. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 